Recently, as Tucker Carlson was making a speech in Canada about the societal pressures and challenges that are confronting America and Canada, he commented that all the Anglosphere nations of America, Canada, Britain, and Australia were experiencing these same problems at the same time. He said that that was happening for reasons he didn't know because he's not God. He concluded his statement with a surprising conclusion. Here's the 30-second clip of the comment we want to address. These exact issues mirror those throughout the Anglosphere. That would include the United States and the UK and Australia and New Zealand. And for reasons that I can't fully comprehend, because I am not God, these trends are present in all of those countries at exactly the same time. And those countries are, they are on the brink of becoming not salvageable. First, let me state for the record that we are not endorsing or indicating any support of the message that Mr. Carlson recently gave. We are addressing only this comment because he raises a good question and references God, and it gives us the opportunity to provide the answer directly from the Bible. We are here to talk of the truth of the Bible, giving the biblical worldview of what's going on in our world. Indeed, the English-speaking nations of the world are experiencing societal problems and change in an unprecedented way all at the same time. There are a few issues we will discuss here in order to understand why, from the Bible, these things are happening. First, the English-speaking nations are interrelated in a way that is unique in the world. We'll discuss that, then address the reason why these nations have been among the most prosperous, developed nations in the history of the world. Finally, we'll understand from the Bible why these nations have been blessed and why they are now beginning to experience so many domestic and international problems and are beginning to decline. Interestingly, these nations that we're calling the Anglosphere nations are intertwined because they are of common ancestry. Over the past centuries, as Britain's population grew, people sought new places to live, so they left the small British island and emigrated to Australia, America, we're all familiar with the history of America and the Revolutionary War, and Canada. Even today, Canada still recognizes the British crown. These nations have all been allies of each other, and even as they were enlarged in number, the new lands they inhabited became prosperous and have similar governments. There's a reason why, and it is in the Bible. As I said before, you need to know the reason because these reasons can apply to your life too. The Bible, which is God's very word to mankind, provides the way to peace, harmony, and all good things. If mankind would just listen to God. But let's start with Britain. They gained prominence in the world in the 1800s and became the largest empire the world has known. There was a saying that the sun never sets on the British Empire. Like all of man's governments, it made mistakes, some serious mistakes, but this empire was also known in history as the benevolent empire because wherever they went and colonized, they improved the land and left the nation better off and more prosperous and developed than before. It was also from Britain that the most important and influential book in history was translated and then widely distributed. For centuries, the Catholic Church had tried to suppress the availability of the Bible and did not want it to be read by laymen. Men who tried to preach the gospel or translate it were in some cases executed for their work. 
Finally, in the 1500s, the Catholic Church allowed the Bible to be translated into a language other than Latin. The King James, Tyndale, and Wycliffe versions are available today, and the English Bible continues to be the most sold book in the world. Now let's talk about America. It has its roots in Britain. It has become the leading nation in the world, not only economically, but militarily. But besides wealth and might, America brought a form of government that has transformed the world with its freedoms of religion, speech, assembly, and so much more. The American dream has become a common saying. The age of monarchies and kings were gone, and the ability to develop your God-given talents was now possible. As it grew and prospered, America has been unique among nations, not colonizing areas, being very generous and providing aid and assistance to nations around the world. There hasn't been a more generous nation which shared its wealth like America in the history of the world. Indeed, America has been a blessing to all nations. Earlier U.S. presidents, like Abraham Lincoln and George Washington, often cited the rich blessings of America and attributed them to God. They are indeed a gift from Him. Finally, America's form of government is based in the Bible. It is commonly accepted that America's three branches of government come from Isaiah 33 and verse 22. That verse says, For the Lord is our judge, there's our judicial branch, like the Supreme Court. The Lord is our lawgiver, there's our law branch, Congress. And the Lord is our king, which represents the executive branch or the presidency. And it concludes by saying, He, God, will save us. Just look at the commonalities of these nations and their mindsets and their beginnings. Is there any other group of nations like them that share such ideals and success? All these nations are, or at least were, Christian nations, generally following the Bible and precepts outlined in it. Those principles, when followed, do result in blessings. And when a nation or individual departs from them, God justifiably takes away those blessings. It is a fact that you reap what you sow. Let's look at some scriptures from the Bible that describe the blessings God will give a nation when they follow him and when they observe his principles and way of life. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Verse 7, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. And dropping down to verse 12 and 13 of that chapter, it says, The Lord will give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath, if, if you heed the commandments of your God. 
The fact is, when we acknowledge God and nations acknowledge God, when they honor him and do the things his way, they will be blessed and they will be a blessing to others. In the Bible, God said to Abraham, a biblical figure recognized in much of the world, a man completely loyal to God, that in him, God said, in him and his descendants, all nations of the earth would be blessed. Indeed, America, Britain, Canada, and Australia have been a blessing to other nations. You simply can't deny that the Christian English-speaking nations have been blessed in greater ways than other nations of the world. But God in the Bible says, if you depart from him, if you stop following him, if you stop doing the things he says to do, if you fail to honor him and follow the principles of life that he gives us, those blessings will be taken away and the nation would see a sharp and painful decline. In the same chapter, Deuteronomy 28, let's look at the following verses that talk about what happens when a nation departs from God. In verse 15, it says, It shall come to pass, if you don't obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which God says he commands today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city. Cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Eternal will send on you cursing, confusion, and rebuke in all that you set your hand to do because of the wickedness of your doings in which you have forsaken or turned away from me. The Eternal will make the plague cling to you, and he will strike you with consumption, fever, inflammation, severe burning fever. He will strike you with the sword, with scorching, and with mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish, he says. Dropping down to verse 25, it says, The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies, and you shall become troublesome to all the kingdoms of the earth. Dropping down to verse 43, a verse that should ring true in, in the world today. It says, the foreigner who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down lower and lower. He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you will be the tail. And a verse that speaks to our time. It's found in Deuteronomy 32, verse 25. It says, the sword shall destroy outside, and there will be terror within. America, Britain, Canada, and Australia have departed from God and his ways, and they will increasingly feel the effects of having his blessing removed. There's a reason these things are happening to all of these nations at the same time. But remember, God is merciful, not willing that any should perish. The Bible says that too in 2 Peter 3, verse 9. If the nation would repent and turn to him, he will forgive. There is only one way to stop the direction and inevitable end of what is going on. You must repent. Not just the short little prayer that so many churches in the world will tell you, but a genuine re repentance and turning to him, doing his will and living the way Jesus Christ taught us to live. And let me make this point. There is only one God who is the supreme God, the Father, and only one Jesus Christ, 
his beloved son. He is the only savior of the world. The Bible is clear. There is salvation in no other name under heaven than Jesus Christ. It says that in Acts 4, verse 12, and also in Isaiah 43, verse 11. Pick up your Bible and read it. If you are truly seeking God and trying to follow Christ, believing that salvation comes from him, get to know the Bible.